The biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Gordon Deal are in the studio. Lots happening here because we are reacting to Celtic 3 Rangers 2. We are still taking your calls on that, but it's Saturday afternoon. So we're trying to keep you across what's happening elsewhere as well. So do keep the calls coming, please do. 01419511025. Any of the main talking points from that game at Celtic Park. Um, but we have issues to get over from three o'clock as well. Roger Hanna, half time. At Tynecastle still, I assume, is it is it nervy for these Hearts fans? Yeah, I would say so. I think it's nervy for the Hearts players as well, Gordon. They don't look comfortable at all. I said before three o'clock, Robbie Nielsen's mantra had been quick start, get in the front foot, force St Mirren back. And it just didn't materialise at all. If anything, St Mirren were causing the early danger with those succession of corners from Thierry Small. Um, Curtis Main really occupying the two half centre halves Hill and Rolls they do not look comfortable at all against the physicality of Maine he has got Tony Watt buzzing around about him and St Mirren look comfortable in the game they really do they look like a team who are comfortable and well set to finish in the top six this season yeah I'd imagine Hugh that one's right in the balance yeah um, it's not a comfortable time for Robin Nielsen <laughs> Right away, it should be said that those graffiti artists were completely in the wrong. That's not the way to go about supporting your club. However, fans will be looking at the recent results with uh, an allowable degree of concern. And if Hearts were not to get a win today and then fail to beat Hibs next weekend... The mm. trouble would be on for Robbie Nielsen. Okay, let's get these second halves up and running then. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Goal Flashes With Clyde Build Windows and Doors Buy now, pay nothing till 2024 Big games all over the place this afternoon And we're going to look forward We do look forward to bringing you all the action In the second half We've got a game that's finished I'm sure you've all heard Celtic winning 3-2 against Rangers At Celtic Park to go 12 points clear Uh, So we're getting your reaction to that on the open line And... We'll start hearing from Ange Postacoglu and Michael Beale as well. So that will be worth tuning into, I'm sure, Hugh Keevans. Yeah, um, I would imagine that Ange Postacoglu will be happy. He's got his 12-point lead, but he will have been unimpressed by elements of Celtic's display. Uh, I would imagine that Michael Beale will speak up in favour of his team, who had good moments in the match, but there's a failing there. Celtic were not at their best as they have not been in other games against Rangers this season but they got there and that's the important thing and they have scored 11 goals against Rangers so far this season and there is a massive Scottish Cup semi-final to come on the 30th of this Mm. month so Michael Beale you can't be happy on the day that you lose to Celtic you can try and talk up the positive parts but there's work to be done there Good start to the second half for Morton Dougie Emery's half-time team talk Obviously working wonders Callum Waters in 47 minutes Air nil And Morton won hmm. What's well, happened to Air recently? Yeah uh, Only one man pleased at that It's a man to my not left at all. Not at all um, I fancied Air to win that one today I know it would have been difficult But obviously you're right That half-time team talk They've come out the traps flying Got that important goal so it's over to you, Air United. Well, if Morton win, they're three points behind there and they have a game in hand. 
So it's all going on in the championship. Absolutely is. Good save from Trevor Carson from Michael Smith. That's Hart's best chance they could be doing with a goal mark just to lift the place. Yeah, strange place to be at the minute. Hearts looked like it was all coasting along nicely and third place was secure, but as you said, recent results and recent weeks have put them in a spot of bother. Some interesting comments from Michael Beal and Ange Postacoglu, so you'll oh. hear them very soon. Let's do the your second half teaser, Hugh. Okay. The second half teaser. With the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. For the best football news and opinion online. I have played alongside Pierre Van Hoydonk, Willow Flood and Ronaldo Nazario. I have been managed by Kevin Keegan and Bobby Robson. I've played in four countries and won five league titles, including one in Scotland. And I was in the squad for a major international tournament. Who am I? So I've played alongside Pierre Van Hoydonk, Willow Flood and Ronaldo Nazario. I have been managed by Kevin Keegan and Bobby Robson. I played in four countries, won five titles, including one in Scotland, and was in the squad for a major international tournament. Great question. Great question. R9 for anyone who wants the, the alternative description. Uh, so you're struggling are. with that there, Ronaldo. I didn't even listen to the question, so I wasn't you're, struggling you're miles with that. Because usually, this is, well your, this, is, I like this, this is your chance to shine. You're brilliant at the who am I, usually. Yeah. And, um, but that. that the sore tummy you've got It just seems to be Throwing you off Yeah Yeah I'm not my sp- a Sparkling best But Everybody has days like this And you've got to Bounce back And I will certainly Bounce back Halliday hurt Two, oh, f- no. two physios on To treat him But he's, <laughs> he's tough he's, ba- he's battling on For now And on he goes He's what? just he's One for his napper And one for his <laughs> Uh, so there we are No goals to tell you about In the top flight In the second half Keep the calls coming now please On your reaction To the Game at Celtic Park Earlier Mark Wilson Are you chuffed with yourself Do you think you've got the answer No to he's that? got no, the No no I think I've got the club oh, right, okay. It's connected to Good start right okay yeah. oh, Big goal Big goal at the start oh. Of the second half This one Goal flashes With Clyde Built Home Improvements St Johnston Nil Ross County 2 And it's Cancola A great volley after a corner bounced about He's Picked his moment wisely Because that is a great time to score It totally takes the game away From St Johnston Hugh And For Ross County What that does at the bottom is well, Could be massive It's not too late for St Johnston To become a belated worry here In the bottom half of the table They're just not picking up points They've got 32 points And they're likely to remain with 32 Uh St Johnston uh, Ross County would be 27 points If that scoreline Becomes a result So all of a sudden Seven games left to play It's not too late They're on the slide Big goal isn't it? Massive um, As I say I watched St Johnston Last week at home To Celtic And they made it Very difficult for them I think they've got Some decent players Good experienced manager um, They've been in this position before They know how to get out of it I fancied them today And so far They're producing the goods Yeah so that's the only goal In the top flight In the second half uh, Let's hear from Michael Beale Shall we yeah. This is his Reaction To losing 3-2 At Celtic Park Fine margins I thought we played well In the game Obviously two Big mistakes Are quite costly for us At a time where 
at the start of the second half. I thought we came out and started the second half very well. Uh, we had a couple of big opportunities to go in front. I thought one or two VAR decisions were harsh on us today. The first goal, I think if you look at Alfredo's shirt, it's twisted around his back and I don't think the, their player's trying to play the ball. I think only one player's trying to play the ball. So there was a lot going on with the two players. So why pick on our one in that moment? Ben Davis makes a mistake with a clearance up in the air and heading against Jota, but it's his arm, no? It's his arm here, so if it hits his arm, I know it's not outside his body, but to not get one of the two is harsh. If we go back to the game, the two mistakes cost us, um, but they're not the only mistakes. We had chances up the other end where we could have been a bit more decisive as well. I thought my team played well throughout and probably deserved a little bit more from, from the result today. What do you think, Ian, as a Rangers fan? How much do you blame the refereeing and how much do you blame your team? Um, of 50-50, I mean, both of them made mistakes and uh, the ref, I don't know why he chalked off the goal. That is a complete and utter mystery. There was absolutely nothing the matter with it. It was just two guys kind of grappling for the ball. There was, one was doing as much as the other and Morelis came out on top and I think, uh, what do you call him, uh, Johnston went down really easily. Uh, and the referee fell for it. Uh, and I think if any Celtic fans were being honest, if that happened to them, they'd be shouting conspiracy. I don't think it was a conspiracy. I think they just got it wrong. But I'm not sure in that situation whether he's obliged to go to the, the monitor or he has mm. to wait till somebody says to him or whatever. I'm not 100% mm. sure. No, he's never obliged to go unless the VAR Nick Walsh thinks it was a clear and obvious error. That's when that process kicks in. I know everyone. Gets frustrated at some of the terminology Believe me I agree as well But but that's it Kevin Clancy gives the decision on field Oh hold on quickly Let me just tell you this Goal flashes With Clyde Built Home Improvements Tynecastle is not a happy place Because Curtis Main Has put St Mirren 1 in front He took a pass from Alex Gogic He held off Kai Rolls And he slammed the ball home The delight in the away end is palpable And the disgust in the home end even more so I walked out of here I heard you I know what you're going to say wrapped up my laptop I came back in I said we've only got the Curtis Main goal to come now You did and I was the one who tipped Celtic to win by the odd goal This Huge. is my day <laughs> Anyway, quickly back to, to Ian's point um, I don't know, look, we can we, I, I we can go around in circles on the VAR uh, Sort of protocol or whatever I think the best debate for us is Did Kevin Clancy get it right or not? That, that, that's got to be the, the I best think you debate I think you could have a, an argument all day About Morelos and Alistair Johnson But I do not think there's an argument available for Ben Davies He heads it off mm. Jota Jota knows nothing at all about and, and it also, And also well, Michael Beale does say I mean it's his arm No I don't know if it was outside his body I, I, I don't think it was outside his body no, I, I no, just watched it no, back no. to check um, It's a different That's a different proposition that by the way If it's the goal scorer's arm it touches um, But you know it's Jota's his, his hand is totally by his side And, and Ben Anyway that one's Probably not as in the forefront of, of Ian's mind as the the Morelos one, Gordon. I said I said that uh, after a game that this is where the argument would start tonight, Gordon. And I, I totally believed in the Morelos. Fraser was at the game. He said it should have been a goal. Mark and I looked at it on the TV. We thought that the two hands and the push was enough. And Kevin Clancy's got a good positioning. There'll be a lot of people out there for and against. Of course there will be. Um, but Kevin Clancy, the man in the middle, made yeah, that. I know, I know but I don't so explain I, your thoughts on it. 
Right um, I think that Morelos and Johnson Have both got each other at corner Which happens And that vital moment I think it's the two hands Going forward On Johnson's back Is where it makes the referee Make that decision for me Mark I can't disagree with anything Dad says I'm pretty much in the same boat um, I agree that both of them Have got each other's shirts The camera from behind Kind of only highlights Morelos' shirt getting twisted And I think that's where Michael Beale has, has highlighted that But I think you can quite clearly see From the other angle Morelos got Johnson as well But it's when the ball's coming over And Johnson is concentrating The ball coming over Morelos is clearly behind him You see their hands come out And push him And you see right away Johnson going down whether it's easier or not Maybe it is a bit easy Maybe it's not enough to put him down But still a push mm. And Johnson turns around right away And he, he flips round He holds his hands up to the referee you Starfelt joins him Yeah So he, the, There were players there that Yeah I mean that doesn't mean much It's just a description of what's going on In, in terms of they've had, a, they've had a wrestling match And the last blow uh, Has put Johnson on the round And I, I think the referee was correct in that Moment, you're not uh, having it, Ian. Um, no, I mean, I, I don't, I think Johnson, I mean, I, I, I do agree that he's, he's kind of pushed him a little bit, but Johnson's, I mean, I know he's going to go down, but he's a big lad. I mean, Morelos is a strong guy. There's, if you're going to chop goals off for that, I mean, it's not as if he grabbed him around the neck and flung him to the ground, there is a bit of a push, but I mean. I've seen, you see that all day long, you see it in English Premiership, you see it all over Europe, and people, like, whether they get away with it or whether the referee thinks it's fair is a different matter, but I don't think, I think I honestly think the goal should have stood, I think there's, there's definitely grappling going on, and uh, there is a, a vital moment where Morelos has a wee push, but I think he's been doing really, really, I mean, if he went doing like that in a penalty area and get a penalty, for that. I mean, you'd be screaming all day long. Hold, hold that thought, Ian. Hold that thought because I need to give you this news quickly. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. I think I can almost hear Tynecastle from here. St Mirren are 2 0. Oh, oh, Just before that, they'd gone 1 0 down. Hill booted the ball out of play. The punters inside Tynecastle went crazy And now it's 2-0 Mark O'Hara deflected shot after Main Flicked in a, a, a long throw by Joe Shaughnessy The place is in uproar well, According to Roger Hanna They can get the turpentine out for the paint Which will be coming back Round to their front door soon um, It's a bad, bad scoreline Not yet a result Bad, bad scoreline for Robbie Nielsen At the end of a week In which he's suffered abuse At the hands of some supporters Wow now it's the Edinburgh Derby to come. He he's got to try and salvage something from today's game. A draw right now, he'd bite your hand off for it. But he needs to get a result. In today's world, you cannot go on losing matches and not be in trouble. Yeah, I agree with that. He'll be standing there, feeling the pressure, feeling the anger coming from the the stands, Gordon. Um, and as I say, he can't have that comfort of blanket right now, as it stands, of saying, well, we're in third place. You know, we're behind Celtic and Rangers, who you'd imagine has got to be the first two. They were not that long ago, the director of, uh, director of football, Joe Savage, uh, whatever his title is, was coming out and saying, we want to be up there challenging Celtic Rangers. At this moment in time, they've not even got third. Aberdeen have overtaken them. So they need to get back into this game quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Ian... You, you guys will need to agree to disagree on the 
the the Morelos one. What about the the other bits? You know, the the football match, the the goals, the mistakes, the title race, even. It was a, it was a, it was a great game. It was a, it was a great game to watch, um, and I thought honestly it could have went either way. And what I'd, I'd like to say is that for the past few games, um, Celtic fans have been coming on. I mean, I suppose quite rightly because they're, they're the top team just now, and but they keep thinking they're going to be beating Rangers three, four, and five now in every single game, and it's proven today that there's not a great deal between the teams. That the two of them had their, their moments where they could have scored. Maybe Celtic had slightly the better chances, but there isn't a great deal between the teams when the two of them go to it, and there was more energy in midfield than what there was in the last game, which it definitely helped Rangers. But um, I, I, I've got, I think a, a draw would have been a fair result, but you don't always get what you think you should at the end of the day, you know what I mean? But um, yeah, is, that, is that a positive, Gordon, for Rangers? Think to the cup final. Mm-hmm. Lots of calls on here about why Nicholas Raskin wasn't playing, why Todd Cantwell wasn't playing. Re- regardless of how big the gap is or not, because people can argue about that all day long, would everyone accept that the midfield today looks better equipped to handle Celtic than the one that played in the cup final? Well, I've said it um, since I've watched Jack and Cant- uh, Raskin sorry, together in the middle of the park. With the personnel that Michael Beale's got to his disposal, that is the best midfield for me. Um, you can argue Lundstrom in there But I think Raskin and Jack Complement each other I thought they played Reasonably well today mm-hmm. You know because Everybody talks about Celtic's midfield three How good they are uh, So going forward I think that's mm-hmm. something They can build on Thank you to Ian 01419511025 The Aberdeen fans are singing Hearts Hearts are falling apart again uh-huh. And they've got something else To cheer here Goal flashes <laughs> With Clyde Built Home Improvements Duke must have been listening to this discussion About Kevin Van Veen Perhaps being the best player outside of Glasgow And he's scored a second for himself and for Aberdeen At a time when Hearts go 2-0 down This could be a pivotal day in the race for third Hugh Yeah of course it could And it all will point towards uh, an epic Edinburgh derby Um, Hibs may not be great shakes And we'll find out just how they are tomorrow at Dundee United But... Uh, they have the capacity to make it very awkward for Robbie Nielsen. He cannot be losing an Edinburgh derby on top of all this. But now, Gordon Dale is quite correct. You, 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 you are not able now to say, we're third. And yep. keep on saying, but, but we're third. You're not anymore. Duke is trying to do what Kyogo couldn't and Tavernier couldn't. Maybe Kevin Van Veen will as well. That's four players in one day already on, a, on a, a brace. Andy Halliday's been hooked as Hearts look to get back into it. Stephen Humphreys sent on, more attacking change. But Robert Snodgrass has been sent off. A second booking, a foul on main, makes today uphill and rules him out the Edinburgh derby. I know, disastrous. I think he's got caught up in it all. He was a terrific signing and everything was going terrifically well for him. But the, the wheels have come off for everyone. Uh, they've had problems even with Xander Clark in goal, his form. Uh, and not to be able to play Snodgrass does matter against Hibs. I'm a bit concerned for Robbie because I'm going to a thing in three weeks' time, Sunday. 
former coaching badges and Robbie's a speaker shown as a week in the life of being a manager of Hearts <laughs> uh, he needs to turn this round quickly and I'll be getting my money back he's recorded something <laughs> a few weeks ago <laughs> Robbie joined us satellite <laughs> We recorded this when they beat when they beat Hibs three years There's ago. There's a huge oh. result potentially oh. in the championship. Crazy. Hamilton Aki's nil, Cove Rangers won. Oh. As they used to say in my young day, Cove Rangers couldn't beat carpets. But here they are now. They've got a, a, a oh, they're on their way to a decent result. Uh, they're rock bottom, and now they could be the team that makes Hamilton rock bottom because they'll go above them by a point if the scoreline becomes a result. What Imagine being a Hamilton fan Hamilton. at the minute. The last <laughs> two weeks, the you win cup. the cup, you get beat by seven, you then go on to beat Wraith, and now you're at home getting beat by Cove, who <laughs> can put you bottom again. Who have lost 70 goals. Uh, <laughs> 70 goals is a lot of goals to lose. <laughs> you can't score season. against the Demons, lost 70 goals. Um, but still a bit of time there I'm sure John will be Wishing that he can get The equaliser very quickly And back in this group. It, it would take Celtic and Rangers Two seasons each To lose 70 goals uh, Yeah it's incredible uh, Keep your calls coming there That was Ian the previous caller Not happy with that decision To rule out Alfredo Morelos's goal On 01419511025 We'll hear from Ange Postacoglu uh, Very soon So I you think can all join us The most accurate thing that Michael Beale said was his very first sentence fine margins costly mistakes that sums up Rangers afternoon absolutely uh, air of equalised against Morton Frankie Masonda Reese McAleer with a corner Masonda heading home uh, it is really all happening a recap Aberdeen 2-0 up Hearts 2-0 down at home to St Mirren Robert Snodgrass sent off for Hearts it is a result that not only remember would move it's a combination of results that moves Aberdeen above Hearts it also moves St Mirren to within one point of the Jambos as well so this could get a whole lot worse yet for yeah. Hearts this end of the season and if Hibs win tomorrow it moves them two points with the Edinburgh Derby Hearts dropping out the bottom six at this rate I don't, incredible I don't think so, incredible how football turns so quickly ok second half teaser give me it Hugh give me your questions we'll do some wrong answers ok the question is I have played alongside Pierre Van Hoydonk Willow Flood And Ronaldo Nazario I have been managed by Kevin Keegan And Bobby Robson I've played in four countries Won five league titles Including one in Scotland And was in the squad For a major international tournament Who am I? I always love the range Of wrong answers on these Because you think like The extremes John Mooney thinks It's Darren Jackson no And then Stephen Scallon The same minute thinks it's Thomas Gravison Ah oh, that's who I thought Yeah No It's, it's not, not Tommy And then Lewis McLeod thinks it's Robbie Keane Oh, oh. Just, uh, Mark Wilson just wrote that down But it's not right And Am Af Manut Oh yeah Aren't we all Thinks it's Good Andy man. Tom No Not Andreas Okay Oh Palmerston Pep needs to shore things up Aloha 1 Queen of the South 2 Scott Taggart's got mm. one back for the Wasps and a good turnaround for Newcastle We said at the break Incredible. They were 1-0 down At Brentford They're now 3-1 up They are flying Good place to be that Just oh. now Newcastle oh, yeah. Oh. yeah I've been there a few times well, I, think he, I think he meant In a oh, football I thought after a football It'd be good as well mm. Good nightlife in Newcastle I'm sure it will be tonight um, Certainly if that result keeps up uh, right, where are we then? No more action yet at Tynecastle, and it's well impossible to see Hearts come back. I mean, they did it. Uh, 
They survived going down to 10 men Against a fragile Motherwell team Earlier in the season But I mean they're 2-0 down They're not in a good place That's that's another thing That's a problem Gordon They keep having big setbacks Inside Tynecastle You know Celtic went there No no the home form's good though Generally It's yeah, only Celtic and Rangers That go and have their way Did Kilmarnock go there Early the season? Cup, I think and the, the home record's been good But not, to, not today No um, I don't think that St Mirren are Unprofessional enough To lose that lead now And it all points to The Derby That's That's crucial uh, Derby wins have greater significance Than anything else Yeah I mean one For the next five nights Monday to Friday We are going to debate Michael Beale uh, And what needs to be done And what ought to be done And who should be going And who should be staying Derby defeats Do that to supporters Right Good Response from Hamilton Aki's a Connor Smith penalty and the level. 71 goals now for Cove. Conceded. <laughs> <laughs> oh, horrendous from. But uh, Hugh, I, I said Thursday night to, to the guys that I'm. I just don't know where it's came from this split. This uh, split feelings about Robbie Nielsen from the Hearts fans oh. because it, as a player, he was at a. He was there at a successful time. He did a good job as a player and then moved into his coaching career and. It's always been relatively successful Got them where they needed to be uh-huh. And I know he moved At a time that was unpopular yep. But he left them in a A right good position Before coming back And taking up the job again You see uh, On the one hand The Hearts are a volatile club And on the other hand that They are an exceptionally well run club The foundation of Hearts They are a model example Of how fan And boardroom Operatives should get along But there's this volatile element to all The aeroplane with Nielsen out uh, The the graffiti uh, outside the ground uh, earlier this week There's volatility And there's business sense It's a strange combination But at the end of the day If you keep losing games of football, Mark You're inviting the pressure on you uh, we're going to hear from Ange Postacoglu So keep your calls coming in Celtic fans, Rangers fans What did you make of the game earlier? This is the take of the Celtic boss It was a, a typical derby game Had a bit of everything Credit to both sets of players as They gave their all uh, I thought we controlled it in different areas And always looked a threat going forward When we did you know, play through the lines uh, They were always a threat Mainly on set pieces So it kind of gave an edge to the game But this group of players Just finds a way all the time It's... It's unbelievable the, the character and self-belief they have in one another and themselves to to continually get the job done. You're watching it and, and you're kind of saying, well, you know, we can be a little bit calmer and and just not second-guess ourselves at times. But that's easy from the outside when you're in it. You know the consequence of the game. You know it's a derby. You know in terms of, you know, league, what it does. So all these kind of factors invariably affect players. And uh, But like I said, that you know, they continually... Stay focused in that they won't be sort of taken away from you know reaching the goal that they want. When you're talking about in the context of the league, that we're sort of 12 points in front, you know, what seven games I think to go. But aside from that, this group of players has been it's had an outstanding season so far, and to continually again find a way to win a game of football and score goals and, and sort of deliver again that's the key part for me because uh, that spirit that they have is uh, is undeniable. That's a man immensely proud of his players, uh, justifiably so. 
the League One today And he pays tribute to them by saying This group finds a way Self-belief Character Stays focused That's a man who's looked at a display that was not 100% bang on But was sufficient to get the job done Yeah, I'd agree with that Hugh's right <laughs> It sounds like a manager who knows that wasn't the perfect performance in possession when he says that we probably could have been a wee bit calmer and not second-guessed ourselves, uh, he's right to highlight that that is easy for us to say here just watching that. But we've been, me and Daz have been in that environment. It is difficult, but he's right. The character that the team has in finding different ways to win games and go on these huge winning runs is incredible. Even the best teams with the best players sometimes can't achieve that. But this team in the big games, they when they need to dig deep, they somehow find a way And It's a great thing To carry that with you As a squad Because it's very difficult To break Even if you're not the best I think you, you get your most satisfaction as a, as a manager Out of watching your team I watched them against Ross County Were they firing all cylinders? No But they still go out there And they win games And that's what it's all about Yes They entertain They're a good side They're a fast flowing side They've got danger up front Their midfield's terrific They've got good defenders but there's times when they'll be off it. But as a manager and you're watching your team off it, but still have the confidence to know they know how to get through this game. And that's what Celtic do. I mean, it's one loss in 64 league matches. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, yeah. Ange Postacoglu's still never been beaten domestically at Celtic Park. So, And that's why I keep going back to April 30, Hamden Park. Because Rangers' season depends on that one day. If Celtic win, Celtic win the cup as well and the treble. Rangers have to dig out a performance unsurpassed this season. They have to find a way to beat Celtic the way Celtic find a way to beat them. Uh, and the the whole season comes down to the 30th of April for Michael Beale. Uh, let's bring in Thomas, who's a Celtic fan. What did you make of it, Thomas? I wasn't very impressed with him today, actually. No. They were very slow at their traps. Um, uh, Alan Moy was very slow. Uh, the play against that against Rangers at Hampden, they're going to get destroyed. I just, uh, I wasn't very impressed with them today. I think destroyed might be a, an exaggeration. You know that they don't have destroyed in them in in terms of domestic football. You're quite right that uh, it was unimpressive to begin with, but as you have to give Rangers credit for going behind twice in the match and coming back to the extent that one kick of the ball right at the very end could have got them a draw but Barisic put the free kick over the bar you're quite right it wasn't a vintage Celtic but you have to concede mm. Thomas that they do find a way I know they do Hugh but they just when they show up at Parkhead like that they usually brush teams away in the first half they them nearly it is this not just proof though, Thomas That this isn't always possible And I get I get the way weeks like this work Celtic fans You're very very confident And talk about sweeping Rangers aside and so on But regardless of how big you think the gap is This is still The top team in the league Versus the second best team in the league it, It's not It can't be that much of a surprise That the games can be close Yeah I understand yes But um, But Rangers had their tails up And Celtic were Like chasing 
chasing the ball all the time You know what I mean But that's <laughs> allowed It's a derby match You know and An awful lot at stake That's allowed Rangers Of course Must have their tails up To get anywhere But Celtic kept responding Do you not think so, The problem is With Celtic Well not all Celtic fans But a lot of Celtic fans And because of the football And the players that they've got they expect, and I've speaking to a lot of them this week, they expect to beat Rangers 3-4-0 every week. Uh-huh. Every time, sorry, not every week, every time we play them. It's not, the last three games have been uh, decided, well, the last two were goal, and the game before that was a draw. Uh, are Celtic a better team Rangers right now? Of course they are, we're not denying that. But it's not going to be because you don't beat Rangers 3-4-0 and that, oh, they're poor. Celtic found a way to win a game today, and I think they've got to be complimented for that. Um, Mark, one player that Thomas did mention And it's one of them you can I don't know, maybe not Maybe there is no sense of humour in this fixture You can kind of laugh it off now Because Aaron Moy He didn't do anything that, that cost Celtic You know, He didn't score an own goal He didn't miss a howl he didn't, he didn't lose a goal He didn't get himself sent off And Celtic went on to win He still, in the coaching terminology Had one yeah. He just couldn't do anything right yeah. But it was all these sort of minor bits that added up And Led to him getting the hook Well it did it, it just couldn't complete a pass And that's what his game's built on His game's built on being composed in possession and, and creating opportunities for his teammates And he couldn't do any of that To add to that then he started the second half Ponderous Giving the ball away And getting booked So He left the manager very little choice Of what had to happen Got to say when, when that Change did take place I thought Celtic were much better for it I thought they played as Ange Postacoglu said there Through the lines And they, they started to open the game up a bit But Aaron Moy's been terrific for Celtic I think you can afford them an off game Like today um, I, I think the substitution would always happen Mark, I agree everything you said there I don't think it's Aaron Moy's best performance He's a terrific player He looked a wee bit off the pace He got caught early I think it was Tillman He, he laboured on the ball And he never really got up to speed after that But you can't take away the boys' ability. His, his contribution at Ibrox, remember. So, although he was well off it today, when mm-hmm. he came on at Ibrox, the game I felt swung back in Celtic's favour. So, he does contribute in these fixtures, just not today. Uh, it's a new club record for Celtic in terms of most wins and points from their first 31 games of a league season. You bit of a niche stat, but you know it just highlights how well they've done up to this point. As I think you'll know, out of the 29 games. Um, Oh, sorry, out of the 31 games, they've won 29 of them. So that's, yeah. the, that's the best. I was going to say start to a season they've ever had. This is about more than a start. But They're two goals away from 100 in the league. They are on course to concede even fewer points than Brendan Rodgers' invincibles if they can remain undefeated between now and the end of the season. And they are again on course for a record goals mm. scored. As you mentioned Tally. earlier, the goals, Gordon, because again, mm. still you know scored three. You can t- it's, yeah. it's the averaging above three every game, even when it is Rangers. You know, mm-hmm. it's just constant in front of goal. I think Fraser touched on the point today, and I think we've all made it. The difference between these games when you need it is a clinical finishing. You look at Kyogo, just drops to him, bang, goal. The one Ben Davis. Now everybody's thinking that Ben Davis has got that under control. Kyogo's still alive in the box Mm. He's waiting for that mistake And I think that's a big difference with Celtic They're so sharp up front Uh, Gary's on the line Gary, what did you take away from it? Um, Obviously I'm I'm happy with the result Again I thought we started quite slow Um, I thought Rangers Pressed us Which I thought we did Individually I thought 
Alistair Johnson was unbelievable. Um, in terms of our midfield, I think we missed Hitati. I've not really heard a lot spoke about him, but I think we did. Um, if it wasn't for McGregor and his grit, I think we'd have really, really struggled because I didn't think Moy was fit. He looked, you could clearly see, obviously, give the ball away about four or five times in a row. He looked, he looked unfit. And I thought, O'Reilly, I don't know what it is, but O'Reilly just, the last two or three months, he just doesn't look the same player as he did at the start of the season. Um, but overall, obviously, I think, again, we've shown that even though we don't play our best similar to, to the to the final, we find a way to, to, to pull through. Um, and I, I, I feel as if it gives us an advantage going into the, the semi-final of the Scottish, but I think we need to, obviously, we need to, we need to buck up our ideas because we seem to start slow and Rangers come out the traps. Yeah, Mark. What did you, so Hugh? What did yeah, you make well, of it? The human fallibility factor here. You know, Matt O'Reilly can't be brilliant every week. Um, Aaron Moy came back from an injury and yeah, had had one as you described it, Gordon. But he he has to come back up to the speed of the game. Um, you know, Maeda had better days and so on and so forth. But these guys find a way as uh, Ange Porthacoglu said and that, that their consistency is frightening where the rest of the league is concerned so you know it's possible just to get a little bit to be fair complacent. here O'Reilly's form has dipped it really has I remember watching him at Easter Road about a month ago whatever it may be six weeks and he looked like his form had dipped now I've got to say give him credit for a first goal today he makes a terrific run Cuts the ball back to Kyogo who finishes it. Um, so he played a big part in that. But I think that if Celtic had everyone fit in the semi final, uh, so, uh, I think O'Reilly may miss out just now. Um, because Atate to me, for Celtic in the middle of the park, was a big mm. miss. Although they win the game, right? No problem. McGregor's a terrific player. I think Hatati gives them something extra and so much. That's a bit early to start the semi final build up, but they both could argue that personnel wise you'll see a better version if Connor Goldson's back and Rio Hatati's back. I think so. Listen, I think from a Celtic point of view, Gary's right to highlight, you know, the standouts. I thought Johnson, yes, certainly a standout man of the match. I thought Callum McGregor, terrific. I thought Starfield was very good as well. Um, and you you look at your more reliable ones. You Carter Vickers, I thought was um, iffy at times. Moy, yep, certainly off it. Jota, apart from his involvement in the goals, maybe nice, sparkling, best. Mm. Maeda, quite as well. So those ones that you rely on week in week out, probably not at the top of their game. And mm. Rangers, listen, will be a different side with Connor goals and a few others maybe back in their side. Uh, Gary, I wonder if you. To, to look at things from the other side Because we've had Rangers fans on Very unhappy about Morelos And think that the goal should have stood D- Did Celtic get away with one on that? Or what's your take on it? For me, I think we 100% got away with it aye. Like, See when I saw when it, Obviously they ruled out I, I turned and said to, to my pals that, That's a sick hole like, And seeing the, the replay of it I've, If it was us If it was Against Celtic, I would have, I would have hundred percent have been the exact same as the Rangers fans. So I think we did get away one. But see, before, see before that hand, 
it was coming. Rangers were all over us, and I said I felt as if it was going to take and or something like that, or Rangers were going to get a chance because mm. we were just we were on the back foot. It's I don't it's, the first twenty minutes we just kept passing the ball side to side from the back, and we were only breaking the lines, whereas Rangers were pressing us, getting behind, and a chance was going to come and. I think that, for me, I think that was a it was a big moment. Obviously, being a Celtic fan, I'm, I'm glad it went in their favour. See how refreshing is yeah. that, Hugh Keevans? Yeah. It doesn't need to be through your own lens all the time. It doesn't need to be always about self-preservation. Gary's a Celtic fan. He just thinks they got away with one. He thinks Morelos's goal should have stood, and that's fine. We can all yep. say these things and move on. Well, I think. Yeah, that's very magnanimous of Gary. Uh, Michael Beale. I think uh, feels exactly the same way but I think Michael Beale got it wrong with the other mm. one that he's complaining well, about Ben fu- Davies and Jota funny enough right because I keep watching that back now because I'm, I'm intrigued because I, I thought initially yeah maybe it hit Jota's hand but there's probably uh, arm but there's probably no complaint there because Davies is like a foot away and Jota's hands both look to be tucked in see now looking at it I don't think it hits Jota's hand I, it's difficult to tell um, it looks like it hits Jota somewhere a bit more sensitive Shall we say Groin Well Round about there And Jota mm. sort of Reacts as if that might be the case mm. So I mean there, there's a few layers to this Gordon If The handball rule can be A debatable one You know Natural unnatural mm. But if it's not even hit Jota's arm In any way You, you wonder about the strength of the claim From, from yeah. James Tavernier Well I, I, I don't know Maybe Maybe Tavernier's not watched it closely. Uh, maybe that's just his thoughts. Look, Gordon, I, I can take anybody's opinion. I'm looking at this Morales incident, and I can guarantee you, see if somebody sat in here for 15 minutes, probably could convince me that's a goal. I think that's where the the, the sort of decisions are so, so you know, tight yeah. for me. And I, I, I almost want to put my tin helmet on and when I say this, because <laughs> this won't please anyone. And it wouldn't please me as a football fan. In fact, it's one of the things I hate most about VAR because you, you just can't you can't properly get your head around it. I think it, it's it can be a nonsense at times. But once that decision is given, it was never likely to be one that VAR would then overturn because is it clear and obvious? The answer is again tin hat. The answer, to be fair, is probably no because there's that contact from. Morelos and Johnson Is it a clear and obvious error? No So therefore The ref uh, the, the VR won't Look to overturn it But to underline That doesn't mean I think it was the right decision Do you see the difference Mark? Do you yeah. see how annoying that is For football fans All across the globe? Yeah Yeah So In other words Should Kevin Clancy have just Not whistled for it Allowed the goal to stand well, and then VR to well, well, no. debate well, it then well, well, would no. that have no because no. every one of you and every fan whoever phones in here keeps calling on referees to be more decisive and don't just use yeah. VAR as a comfort blanket yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah, we can't have right. it you cannot have it both ways yeah well, anyway. look it, I made my opinion on it my points on it why mm-hmm. I thought it was the right decision Others will argue Tavernier couldn't do it Kyogo couldn't do it it's Duke or Van Veen who's going to get there first on the hat trick Saturday. Flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. It's a Kevin Van Veen hat trick and in swinging free kick from Sean Goss. He beats the offside trap for now, and the header is initially saved, but he taps in. No mistake made on the second time of asking, and Kevin Van Veen is 
on fire, Gordon Diel. Oh, as her, as her mother will. Understatement. Uh, yeah, as her mother will as a team. As the managers come in, what a start he's got to his management career at Fir Park. Absolutely brilliant. Getting the best out of his players, getting the best out of Van Veen. He's returning goals. Yes, there's a lot of claims for Celtic players to be player of the year, but mm. surely must be in the running. I'm not saying he'll get right, it. I, 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 I've, I've got him an award. I've Where come up got with him? one, right? Fraser Wisher, if you're listening, add this in, please. Most important player to any one team. Oh, they were worse when you're 12. No, no, you're thinking the most improved. Best dressed. No, 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 that, that, that's nonsense for me. Um, that doesn't even make any sense. That's not one of your best jokes. Best boots. boots. 41% of Motherwell's goals. Yep, came that's down. what I'm talking about. The uh, contribution. MVP, yep. Most valuable player. Oh, oh no, uh, it's been ruled out. Oh, oh, no, take it back. Get off the list. <laughs> take it back. Oh, See, Hugh. delay. Hugh, this is the bit I, I'm... I'm I'm fed up of Because people keep Banging on about players As if they matter And fans in the stadium As if they pay their hard earned What about us In here on a Saturday afternoon When we think we've got goals And they get cruelly Taken away from us 3-0 Motherwell No Kevin Van Veen hat-trick The award can stay for now But here's what they can't take away Motherwell Today Will be 14 points away From Dundee United The bottom club 14 When Stuart Kettlewell Took over they were in danger of being the bottom club. Now they're 14 points away. So Kevin Van Veen has his hat trick, and no, he doesn't have his hat trick. Ah, has two. But he can take great satisfaction. But nobody, nobody takes greater satisfaction than Stuart Kettlewell. Do you know what? Absolutely. It's what there's many sort of mad bits of this show that I. I I love and, and they'll never fail to to make me laugh the the way the sort of minds work out there. Um, Gary, the last caller's come on. He sort of praised Celtic for getting the result. He's assessed Aaron Moy's performance, but praised Callum McGregor for taking a, a grip of the game and mentioned various things going forward. But that last bit there, just the last bit because he thought Morelos got away with one. Jim is straight on Twitter. Gary's a plant, never a Celtic fan. <laughs> <laughs> I had my suspicions Gordon Do you think people go and waste That that first five minutes Right hold on I'll go on And I'll praise McGregor And I'll do this And I'll do that Well if there were any Decent plant they would They (laughs) would That's what I'm thinking Come on Worth bearing in mind he didn't even want to talk about the Morelos goal. I asked him. So if I hadn't asked him, he wouldn't have ah, said it. Maybe you're a plan. You're in Gary's plan. He called many things, I must admit. <laughs> Poor Gary. Guys just try to phone in and join in the honest, show. Eh? Nah. See, I think, as I said, this game today joined the ranks of the very, very good old firm games. Five goals, bookings and all the fun of the fair. And contentious decisions are part mm-hmm. of it and always have been. So you can argue all you like. The league position is unarguable. Uh, the the status of the next game the two teams play is unarguable. It's a treble decider. If Rangers win, there's no treble for Celtic. If Celtic win the Scottish Cup semi-final, mm. they've got the treble on the same day. Right, let's round this off, Hugh. I don't think many of the games are, are poised as such, so I don't know if we'll get late drama, so let's do this. The second half teaser with the Scottish Sun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online. I played alongside Pierre Van Hoydonk, Willow Flood, and Ronaldo Nazario. 
I was managed by Kevin Keegan and Bobby Robson. I played in four countries, won five league titles, including one in Scotland, and was in the squad for a major international tournament. I am Ronald Vatterus. Ronald Vatterus, I must say, it's the, no. fir- it's the first time in a long time that you two, Dylan Wilson, didn't get it. I would never have got that. In fact, ask that question next week, I'll still not get it. <laughs> Did you play for Man City? Yes, yes in he third did. place was Kev T 1988 I've got some sympathy for Kev Because he might have been higher up the podium Had he not written out the explanation For every link of the question <laughs> um, He was beaten like by Blair Anderson Well done Blair And none of you though were as quick as Darren Cheney. Well done Darren You know you're Ronald Vatterus What do I say? There's always, always a goal I, I did write down Man City to Hugh Within the first 10 seconds And Hugh shook his head and says no I am not a plant I am a plant <laughs> anyway, that, is a, that was a tough That one. is a problem that is, But there we go It was quite difficult The full time whistles Are starting to go Airdrie 3 Montrose nil Just before the full time whistle But a good one there Five minutes added At Tynecastle Do you think the Hearts fans Are happy to see that? No they've left Mm. So it doesn't matter they, they will not, The vast majority will not have been there For the last five minutes It'll be interesting to hear Roger's report oh. I'm sure the fans will not be happy at all Are they at Easter Road next week? Is it Easter Road? I, th- I think it is Yeah. <sighs> and all of a sudden they're dropping down that table They've got to be careful Remarkable Now Hibs, Hibs are poor but Hibs won tomorrow and beat Hearts They go above them here Yeah so and they could easily win tomorrow. Um, not saying they will, United um, at home. It's certainly winnable. No, it's away. It's away. at Tanadice. Sorry, yeah, yeah. sorry. Uh, right. Okay, we're approaching. I usually I do call it late drama territory, but I'm just not sure. Aberdeen are out of sight. Motherwell are out of sight. Ross County are out of sight, and St Mirren are out of sight. So I'm, I think I think you've had your drama for this afternoon. Yeah, no drama. Let's go home. Motherwell gave. Oh no, Aberdeen. Mark Wilson and I went for four home wins. We're 50% wrong or 50% right, depending on how yeah, you look at it. Ross County and St Mirren have spoiled that for well, you. Well, I must get it for nap of the day. Ross County. Yeah, you happy with that? Um, Everybody went for a home win St Johnston. Yep. Even David Freel at... Is he St Johnston? Big Freel? Yeah. Uh, probably walked there with his gear or his No, he's or. done now. He did. He's, his is West he? Highland ways has been complete, so he'll never yeah. walk anywhere else again. <laughs> He's been spotted walking along the, the streets of the west of Scotland For the last few oh, weeks in fair, preparation Fair play to the big guy Having well, said that I, I wondered about last night Because it was a big game today obviously Lunchtime kickoff. I wonder how um, I wonder what everyone's pre-match preparation is like uh-huh. Gordon Deal And then I got, I got a tweet in last night At Clyde SSB When we were on the show And uh, David Ross said to me I just passed Wilson on Conic Hill The big man was struggling Blowing out his (coughs) Uh Better send DL in the chopper Must have been a lot of blowing blowing If that's where it was coming from Not at all Nice nice evening stroll Come on That's one of the the easier hills Why why were you struggling so much? I had a a dog in a league That was dragging me everywhere Right Trying to get after the shit You like that kind of way up hills Nonsense don't you? Friday night so the dogs was on the on the lead, was it? It's on the lead for the majority of the time. Ah, right, okay. And then I let him off for a couple of minutes and uh, not meant to do that though, are you? Nah, nah. So Go before on, anybody story. from RSPCA phones in, no sheep were harmed in the, uh, in the, the chasing of, of this radio uh, story. How quick's his dog when oh. it can't catch a sheep? 
how quick's he even? By the way, it's rapid. Oh, well, well, listen. Yeah, but it was fine. It was all fine. I got him back after about 35 minutes. Because David said you were you were spotted galloping through the By the fields. way, the header. Honestly, I was I <laughs> like was through the header. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> when the farmer's field shouting on the dog, get back here. Oh, you know, you just rage. And the thing just wouldn't listen. Chronic kills. Uh, but I got him back on the league. I can't believe Wee Kyogo did that to you Running away Honestly <laughs> Unbelievable The way you treated that dog as well over the year uh, Right the full times are starting to go So we'll speak to the guys In the not too distant future Keep, but As you, I'm sure you've heard If you've been listening The open line is already here We've been looking back on Celtic v Rangers We'll continue to do that We'll hear more from Michael Beal and Ange Postacoglu So keep those calls flooding in please um, it was a great chance for Dundee A huge travelling crowd at Gayfield In fact, kickoff was delayed Slightly, I believe, due to crowd congestion yeah. uh, And they've drawn nil-nil At our broth So maybe this is Partick Thistle's title to win you Incredible. know, After last night Incredible turnaround at Thistle Chris Dillon doing a smashing job They're right in the mix now Any bet against them Inverness 2, Wraith Rovers nil. So Inverness doing their part there Kelly did have the ball in the net um, but referee's checking for a possible offside ah, At this stage would it be a late consolation Would it be For a, Kelly The start of a dramatic comeback For Kelly Absolutely no chance Play on So certainly not Yeah Kelly, Kelly are struggling away It's okay saying they're picking up points at home But It's a way in the road What's that No wins in the league None That's incredible Not a solitary victory on the road Remarkable isn't it and only two draws, by the way. Not like they've, you know, you rack up <clears throat> eight, nine draws and that's, get a fair points total. Yeah, yeah, that's worrying for Kamarak. Uh, worrying for Derek as well. But so far, the home record's kept them just yep. above that 11th and 12th place. I always say in one of my quiet moments, I'll check back loads of previous league tables. A point a game generally keeps you up. Right? Don't come at me if there's a, a, a season that doesn't quite conf conform to that. But generally, a point a game keeps you up 38 points you'll be fine Kelly's still on 28 um, With 7 to go After today it's finished At Tynecastle Roger Hanna It has hearts nil St Mirren to the hearts fans Berating manager Robbie Nielsen After a 6th defeat in 7 games Has dropped them to 4th place in the Premiership A deserved win for St Mirren Curtis Main and Marco Harris going a quick fire double at the start of the second half. Hearts then reduced to ten men. Robert Snodgrass sent off for a second booking. Saints just a point behind the Jambos now in fifth place, and they could be set for their first top six finish since 1985 after a fantastic victory. They threatened early on three successive corners by Thierry Small, all headed off target by Charles Dunn, Main, and Alec Gogic. Hearts hardly seen as an attacking force until almost half time. James Hill having a header held by Trevor and then Andy Halliday's header coming back off the bar before Stephen Kingsley fired away. Did the start of the second half, it looked better times ahead for Hearts when Michael Smith's shot brought a fantastic save out of Trevor Carson. But that was all we saw of Hearts. It was all St Mirren after that. Keanu Bacchus off target with a shot. Alec Gogic then heading wide when he should have hit the target. And in 52 minutes, the opener came. A terrific goal. A pass from Gogic to Maney held off Kyle Cairo and slammed a low shot pass. Ross Stewart into the corner four minutes later it was 2-0 a long throw by skipper Joe Shaughnessy flicked on by Main and a deflected shot by Marco Hara wrong footing goalkeeper Ross Stewart Snodgrass then sent off a second booking a foul on Main after a first half foul on O'Hara he's now banned from the Derby trip to Easter Road next Saturday lunchtime 
I'm sure you can hear the real stick being directed at Nielsen here just six days after a graffiti protest against them outside the stadium. This Edinburgh Derby trip to Hibs next Saturday lunchtime will be without the suspended Snodgrass. That is a huge day for Nielsen. This day belongs to Stephen Robinson and his buddies. Hearts now, St Mirren 2. Oh, going to do the, that thing you have to do And I know it frustrates you fans at times But the apology for any uh, bad language Picked up in the background there But that, that tells its story, Hugh Keevans uh, I was about to say the crowd noise Was venomous uh, Venomous and profane It would uh, turn out to be But that all bad news for Robbie Nielsen mm, Hearts fans, what is happening full time for Park One of the results of the weekend I'm assuming Gabriel Yes, yeah, certainly was, Gordon. 3-0 to Motherwell against Livingston. They were rampant here, and they have all but secured their premiership status. Kevin Van Veen inspired a brilliant first-half performance where he scored twice. You can hear Twist and Shout playing around Fir Park. It feels like the good times may be on their way back. Now, the host started brightly. Van Veen kicked off the scoring in the ninth minute. James Furlong, good run down the left, pulled the ball back to the Dutchman, who took a couple of touches and rifled it into the roof of the net. A brilliant finish with his left foot. He got his second just after the half-hour mark. Johnson put him in down the right hand of the box this time. He let the ball bounce, took his time, and smashed it in low at the near post. Uh, the keeper, Kamal George, did get a touch on it, but it was too powerful for him. And that was Van Veen's 22nd strike of the season. One minute later, the provider turned the scorer. Spittle was somehow through one-on-one -on -one with George Livingston defence at sea. George initially made a good save, but Johnson was there to follow it in, stick the ball into the empty net. He was flagged offside, but rightly awarded uh, for the goal after VAR reviewed it. It was easy street at half-time, 3-0 up. They thought there might be more to come, and it did seem that way uh, after the interval. They were playing so well, Motherwell moving the ball around, using their wing-backs well. Goss pulling the strings in the middle of the park. Spittle driving them forward, and just a mercurial Van Veen up top. He had rattled that Livingston defence uh, for the whole game. He thought he had his hat-trick with about 10 minutes to play. He finished off uh, an in-swinging free kick, thinking that he'd beaten the offside trap. However, after a lengthy VAR check, uh, it was ruled out. Uh, Paul McGinn rattled the woodwork with an athletic effort from a corner with 10 to go. Jack Aitchison came off the bench, had a great effort saved. Then Van Veen had a final chance just before the end where he headed over. He could have scored. Uh, the visitors, Livy, hardly had anything all game. They were simply not at the races. Their best chance came from James Penrice. He nearly found the far corner with an effort from the left-hand side with 15 minutes to go. But that was it. They've lost six of their last eight. Still only one point off the top six. But on this form, they are really going to struggle to make it but Stuart Kettlewell's men have won five of their seven since he's come in their safety is almost guaranteed now if there were only a few more games before the split they'd be eyeing up a top six place without a doubt it should have been more but in the end what a victory for Motherwell 3-0 against Livingston uh, good afternoon in the North Lanarkshire sunshine for the home fans what about McDermott Park David Friel Full-time Gordon St. Johnson, now Ross County to a good afternoon from Malky Mackay. He looked like the happiest man in Perth about 30 seconds ago as he led the celebrations in front of the tiny band of visiting fans. A huge one for Ross County, Simon Murray and David Kinkola got the goals as their survival bid was boosted. It could be a huge win. They moved five points clear than United at the bottom. They play Hibs tomorrow. Malky looking for a favour for that one. But for St. Johnson, loud booze at full-time. They are still five months without a... 
a win at home. They can't. They just can't find a win. The, the surface was terrible today. The performance was terrible. They didn't do it anywhere near enough. The fans clearly expect better. Both sides did have chances in the first half. Eamon Brophy and Jordan White should probably have done a bit better for County. Liam Gordon and Adam Montgomery drew right at chances up the other end of the game. Flowed from end to end. Key moment was when Eamon Brophy limped off injured in 20 minutes. Malcolm Mackay probably thought his luck was out, but Simon Murray really, really changed the game. He was excellent. He raced onto Jordan White's flick on the stroke of half time, crashing an unstoppable volley past Raymond Matthews to put them 1 0 up. Things get even better four minutes into the second half when Kinkola made it 2 0. It was a simple corner at the box, and Johnson just didn't deal with it. Kinkola had to get his body over the ball, great volley into the corner, and you thought at that point it was game on. County were good, they could have added more. Simon Murray had a couple of chances. Raymond Matthews twice had to deny him St Johnson to be fair they did try everything to get in, back into the game they put balls into the box but County defended so so well Dan Phillips did hit the post late on but it was nowhere ne- near enough for St Johnson a deserved one for County and it could be a pivotal moment for Malcolm Mackay's team full time St Johnson nil Ross County 2 What about Petaudry Dave Galloway? It finished Aberdeen 2 Kilmarnock 0 a wonderful start for the home team Duke scoring in just 17 seconds with a lovely low finish after Majowski found him but they didn't build on it and Kilmarnock steadied themselves and certainly came into things following such an explosive opening to this match uh, excitement levels to say the least they dipped but Aberdeen did create a promising opening with Duke setting up Majowski with Dorset making a very timely saving tackle Ruse made a couple a couple of uh, very good saves as half-time beckoned. Firstly, uh, diving to reach Doidge's powerfully struck shot, then reacting very sharply to keep out Donnelly's header following a corner kick as Killy finished with a flourish. And the visitors uh, began the second half brightly too. Mayo's shot was deflected just wide of the far post. But the Dons were also looking lively and went 2-0 ahead after 58 minutes. Majowski sent the ball across goal to leave Duke with a tap and it was almost three when Pollock got onto a loose ball just inside the box his rasping half volley grazing the post youngster Bavage came on for Duke who got a deserved standing ovation from the big home crowd and he shot narrowly wide after good lead up play Kelly kept at it though it has to be said they deserve credit for that and in injury time Robinson had the ball in the net from close range but after a VAR review it was ruled out for offside there was still time though for McCrory for the Dons uh, to send a goalwards effort and that was cleared away to safety so Aberdeen up to third which was unthinkable not so long ago and for Kilmarnock well they're only a point ahead of second bottom Ross County now in front of another attendance of over 16,000 at Pitaudry it ended Aberdeen 2 Kilmarnock 0 Good day of football all round But only good if your team won That's the way it sometimes works for you lot out there For us, it's easy to just enjoy the general entertainment 01419511025 What did you make of it? Come on, you know the script on a Saturday afternoon You look back on the games, the good, the bad The big talking points, the controversies And we do it right now We've already started with the Celtic Rangers game earlier on We'll continue it And if you get your calls in right now You could be up next after the action, it's your reaction. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. It's that time on a Saturday evening where you have your say on what you've just witnessed this afternoon. We've already started it. We had a soft launch, if you want to call it that earlier on, because the Celtic Rangers game was a lunchtime kickoff. But do keep those calls coming to add to that then. 
Happy Celtic fans with the result Unhappy Rangers fans with the result There is a middle ground there though Rangers fans Was the performance better? Do you feel aggrieved at the Morelos goal? I don't think um, Michael Beale and James Tavernier were happy At the Jota um, alleged handball Although that one seems to be getting shot down more often than uh, more often than not If we add to that picture Hearts fans Is this a fully blown crisis If it wasn't before Do let us know Motherwell fans Can Stuart Kettlewell And Kevin Van Veen Do any wrong Let us know Pick up that phone And let us know All your thoughts please Thomas is a Celtic fan From Knightswood How are you this evening Thomas? Oh Happy Celtic fan Gordon Happy Celtic fan Yeah How's the panel doing? We all okay? Yep all good, can't complain What What's your sort of overriding feeling after the game earlier then? Uh, one of elation, obviously 12 points clear We're doing quite well in the league now You know, I, you know, I, you know, I think we're going to win the league now um, Done really well today You know, uh, tough game, tough game Rangers obviously put up their, their kind of best, their best defence um, They scored two goals from, you know, set pieces you know, fair play. That's that's what works for them. But you know, Celtic just you know, Kyogo fantastic, Joa fantastic. I mean, you know, you know, I keep coming back to it every time I think about it. But you know, Jota must be you know he's the best player in the league. You know, on his on his day, he is fantastic. And I don't know, I don't know what the panel think of that. Jota getting some praise from Thomas, terrific player, but I think he's best player in the league. Uh, I, I I love uh, I mean, which of his teammates is then. That's the question just now, isn't it? Kyogo or Hatati? And I love a goal scorer. Gordon DL would appreciate that the, these are the guys that bring you the glory. And Kyogo, his performances against Rangers this season in particular, scorer of the equaliser at Ibrooks to make it two two, scorer of both goals in the Viaplay Cup final to make it two one Celtic, scorer of two goals today to make it three two Celtic. For me, Kyogo is the player of the, uh, the season. These conversations are difficult, Mark, because you end up. I mean, they, Thomas is just on to praise his team, and then you sort of you have to shoot down Jota t- mm, yeah. if you don't agree with the the point, which is a weird tone to take. Look, whether or not he's the best player uh, in Scotland, he has scored two now against Rangers this season. His constant contribution. He might not even be his full. Sparkling best in terms of You know In game Sort of dominating games At all times But again That's him 11 goals for the season Well I don't think he is That he's sparkling best But he is the flair He brings the flair to that side Kyogo will give you your sharpness Hatate seems to be The all round player in there McGregor's the steadying influence Jota is the flair The one that gets bums off seats Now Ange Postacoglu When he came in To Celtic's first press conference Said He wanted to play football That gets the fans off their seat You have to sign players to be able to do that And Jota Is the shining star In that He's got the tricks He's got the flicks But I'll go back to what I said Last season when he came The most important thing To match that way Is Goals And assists And he's got it It's alright doing the wee flicks And tricks And look nice mm-hmm. But if you can then Match that with An end product Then you've got one hell of a player And he is He scored in Celtic's Last three games in a row Gordon The, the Hibs game was quite tight Remember mm-hmm. these are This is probably the run of Tightest games that Celtic have had Given their own high standards Hibs game was quite tight Ross County wasn't A brilliant standard And by Again by their standards And today's obviously tight And I, I, I know I know some of them were from the penalty spot Before anyone 
tries to take that away from him but it's just that contribution isn't it yeah I think everybody knows he's blessed with a terrific talent the the thing about top players for me is like today I don't think Jota was his sparkling best but when that chance was there he pounced on it and he punished strangers he really did um, he's got everything in his locker um, he's a terrific player but I agree, I agree you know I'm listening to Hugh there there's a there's an argument for a few of the player seasons for Celtic you can't take any I'm all for the goal scorers I thought Celtic today as much as they can argue they won the game they did yes but they showed to me today how big mm. a miss Hatati was yeah. and I do take on board Rangers had goals and players like that missing but I'm just talking Celtic I thought Hatati was a massive miss in the middle of the park and yeah Alistair Johnson man of the match today he's only signed in January Mark so you probably don't discuss him who was Celtic's other best player today? Cal McGregor and, and yeah. again just just again look, it's just run of the mill for him though you've got to pick your words carefully he's not underrated right? he's no, not but no. he's still uh, I don't know under the radar maybe just because of the is that because of the consistency just the consistency and people expect him to to hold that up now even if you go across the decades way back to before I was born Hugh was watching players you don't get many like Cal McGregor who are a standout season after season game after game you'll get ones that will come in and have a f- couple of good seasons few uh, you know, few six month periods where they really stand out and make their mark on Celtic. You don't get a lot like Callum McGregor who does it as I, much as he does. I drew attention to Callum during the the match because he had grabbed his teammates. He knew the importance of the moment. I think it it was at the the three one stage. And Callum McGregor covered every blade of grass. He was getting the crowd up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just is inspirational. But I think you're right, Gordon. Um, you know, players are funny. That I did not even know that Callum McGregor was from the East End of Glasgow until I read it this week. Because we used to, in my younger day, in this game, be able to go up to the park and talk to the players and uh, socialise with them, go to the pub with them. That doesn't happen anymore And I didn't even know And he's nearly 30 I didn't even know where he came from Until I read it this week uh, But He is Truly an inspiration for Celtic And deserving of all praise That's a good point I didn't know that either Yeah You've taught me something Yeah He, he was he was doing an interview Went to school in Easter House apparently I, I did not even know I don't know the good I, players are born in Easter House You born in Easter House as well man? Yep I thought you said all good players <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Very good. Well, Kyogo obviously got another double and got praise from the manager. Thank you to Thomas. Outstanding, you know. I, I I don't remember him not giving everything and and always. You know, every game he plays, a threat to score goals. If he doesn't score a goal, he works so hard for the team. He delivers in the big games. Um, there's not much of him out there, you see that, and he's up against guys who are you know, big, strong defenders who, who, who do get very physical with him at times, but because of his nature and you know, the way he is, I think people are mistaken that he's, he's a winner. Make no mistake about it. I, I, I've seen it firsthand. He's a winner. He, will, he wants that responsibility. He wants to rise to the occasion. He wants to be the person who, who delivers, and, and again, he delivered. You know, he, he was. He was the first one I wanted, and he was the first one that he didn't arrive first, but he's the first one that we kind of... I wanted to make sure we bring because I knew I knew all those things I just said because I experienced them firsthand in Japan and mind you as an opponent which I didn't enjoy but you know I knew what he had to bring um, not just as a player but as a person and mate he's outstanding and, and I think the only sort of the positive thing is that people don't pump him up too much because 
than other people may notice. So he's still struggling at times, but he's alright. <laughs> Ange Postecoglou, full of praise for his goal scorer, understandably so. Let's bring in Brian, who's a Rangers fan. What's on your mind, Brian? Hi, Apano. How you doing? Um, good evening to you all. Um, a couple of things, just a couple of questions for the panel. Um, I mean, I've got a few mixed emotions about today. Um, I think, all in all, I think Rangers played well. I didn't think we, I, I, I didn't think we made a fool of ourselves the way we have previously in this fixture. Um, I want to touch on something that Gordon DL said only a few minutes ago, and he's totally right. And I think that's the big difference between the two clubs now. I mean. Celtic just take their chances very, very well. I think that when Celtic have the ball and they're going forward, you just you just almost assume that they're going to at least have a shot on target. Maybe not put the ball in the back of the net, but you know they're going to do something. But I think there's just a wee slight difference between the two teams in that respect. Um, I don't think there is, there, there is much of a gap as some people make out to be. But, however, I do think... In regards to going forward, it's just a case. It's just a case. Celtic just know how to be more clinical with their chances. Um, I mean, I, I, and one thing I want to ask the panel is: I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Please drink responsibly. I've had a couple of pints today, but <laughs> but I mean, I just want to ask. I've not really been listening to the show. What is the panel's thoughts on the Morelos incident with the goal? Because obviously, from where I was sitting, I was I was I was surrounded full of Rangers fans. So obviously, as you can imagine. We were uh, on the defensive saying it should have been a goal. But, I mean, what is the panel's thoughts on that? I'll tell you what you've missed, Brian. Um, and I hope you enjoyed your afternoon. They all thought it was the right decision. But since then, what I've detected is a slight climb down from Gordon DL. Nothing major. And we've also had Celtic fans on the show saying they thought it was the wrong decision. So that maybe tells you that there's at least a decent enough debate to be had. I mean... How much of an influence do you think it had on things? Oh, massively, massively. I mean, I think if I think if that goal stands and that goal goes in, the game doesn't doesn't play out the way it did. Um, just just my opinion. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. It could have still ended maybe three each or maybe even four three to Celtic. I don't know. But in my opinion, I think if that goal goes in. The game turns out it ends differently. I don't. Um, I don't grudge Brian saying that, Hugh, because. If I was in his shoes, I'd probably think the same. But obviously, none of us know. Um, I think it's a, a contentious call, but it's also an easy call to say, "Oh, if that goal had gone in, sure. it changes the whole afternoon." How do you know? Yeah. It just yeah, because it, it could be anything, but it, it it coincides with the wind going out of Rangers' sails. Yeah. Now that might not be the sole reason, but you can see why people would at least get close to pointing to that. At one-one, the half-time whistle. I said to you the whole complexion of the game has changed It doesn't matter what has gone before James Tavernier's equaliser The whole complexion of the game has changed Rangers came out, second half And Celtic were all over the place And Rangers had the, the scent of blood Now, what happens thereafter is what determines the match Not the goal chopped off yeah. From Alfredo Morelos Early in the first half I'm not saying Brian is correct mm. Because As Hugh says We'll never know But you also then By by the same token You then can't discount it either you, Because we always talk about How big moments are in games And how and how big they change So for Anyone who wants to misrepresent it I'm not saying Brian's right And it totally changes it But you also can't discount that 
It's a massive moment It really is Because If you're away at home Against a Celtic side Who's got 60,000 Their own fans In that side That stadium And you all of a sudden Silence him You've got something the Encouragement That uh, that belief Then of course And I, I, I take on board What Hugh's saying Because he's totally right We cannot Sit here and go Well outcome of the game Would have been Completely different We don't know that But these big moments Certainly play a part In the game yeah, scoring the first goal in these games is crucial. Six, you look back at the percentages. Yeah, and, and over the course of time, you look back at the percentages who scores the first goal in these games. Usually, mm. usually go on to win the games. So, of course, at that stage, then yeah, it is a, a huge moment, um, and it's a big call. Um, listen, I still stick to my opinion. I, I still think it was the correct decision. Um, but I can see the other side of the argument. I can see why people are are saying, well. I've seen it before in the box and it's not been given or Morelos I've seen the argument Morelos did it in the, the final against Aaron Moy where he pushes him and it's two hands in the back and then he, he scores the goal as well and that got given so is there much in those? No, they're pretty much the same but the referee chose today to give it. At the text you're getting a bit closer than you yeah. were to yeah. thinking it's a foul. I can just ah, sense but, it but, in you. But what's putting me off is uh, Kevin Clancy blew the whistle very quickly. Am I correct in that? Uh, I'd say an average amount of time Yeah I, I think I think looking at him Made a, a good view of it But what I'm trying to put myself into If I was Morelos I'd be disappointed that goal wasn't given Right I really would When I seen it at first But if you're Alistair Johnson Alistair yeah And if <laughs> it's up the other end I, th- that, I think we'll you? have the same debate here But as I said And I'm, I'm this is just the way football is I could probably be sat down in 15 minutes, have a look at that again, talk it over with people and say, yeah, okay, I'm convinced that should have stood as a goal. I think that's that tight a call. Um, Brian, you mentioned, you know, the difference being that Celtic's attacking prowess. Is that is that an individual thing? That the Rangers need better players in that area of the pitch or is it something different? Um, I think I, I, think, I think it's... Um... I think it's just a, a matter of time to be honest with you because you've seen it under Giovanni um, when we were getting beat like 4-0 at Parkhead and stuff like obviously there was you could tell there was such a gap between the two teams I think it is just a case of Bill a wee bit more time implementing his style a bit more a few more players in and then uh, we should be up to scratch because I didn't think we played bad today um, I think that that was that was leading me on to my second point. Whether the panel think, I mean, the, the, this this full situation with no away fans is really doing my head in. I mean, I think it's it, whether people agree or not. I mean, I watched James Tavernier's press conference when he was saying, "Oh no, no, when when the, when the whistle goes, we kind of it kind of blocks out. We don't really recognise it. Um, we only recognise it a few times during the game. That there's no fans there, blah blah blah." For me, I mean. I can only put myself in their shoes. It must be really difficult to go to a jam-packed parkhead and put in a performance. And even when a goal goes in, there's nobody cheering. It's just like, it's just the players. I get they're professionals and I get they need to kind of keep their heads in the game. I understand that, but it, it must have an effect on them in some way. I mean, uh, one one thing I will say is as well, Hugh, your predictions have been really poor recently. You even predicted Spain would beat Scotland. So I thought Rangers would win the day because you said Celtic would 1-2-1, but... He gets, he gets them right every now and then. I, I was invited to say Spain would win, so it's got ah, to win. A subtle difference. But the, with regard to the Norway fans, um, I don't see it being resolved hmm. anytime soon. We got, our, we got our weirdness. 
today though Didn't we Where James Tavernier That goal yeah. Deserves Him to run over To that corner yeah. And go crazy In front of the away fans What we didn't get Is um, Ultimate weirdness Where Rangers win the game So yeah. You know We go to Celt- we go to Ibrox In a couple of weeks Should Celtic win that What, what, will, it, what will it be like uh, um, Well Celtic will celebrate uh, With their bench And The Rangers fans Will have to Come to terms with it But um, Brian and everyone else has to remember the the origins of this story. Uh, Rangers, quite simply, were fed up with Celtic supporters in large numbers celebrating inside Ibrox, and so there came a change. Now, I do not detect a willingness on the part of either club to go back to the old days mm. of large scale sections for away fans. So I think you'll have to put up with it now. Uh, okay, thank you, Brian. It's 01419511025. The games are over. The talking begins. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Hugh Evans, Gordon DL, and Mark Wilson. Well, well, I tell a lie. At the <laughs> it's moment, it's Hugh Evans and Mark Wilson. Uh, I mean, look, we shouldn't laugh at another man's misfortune, but we did say he's had, he's, had a, he's had a wee sore tummy today. Mm. Um, and I don't know where he is. <laughs> I, know where, I know where he is. <laughs> I certainly know where he is. Dinner time, Mark, please. If well, you will. Oh, here he comes. We've got, a, spon- we've got a responsibility. <laughs> he's gained a lump. Should we, just, should we just wait and see, see how he see reacts when he comes back in? You're none over on here. You're right. Everything okay? We ain't interrupting you, were we? No, no, not at all, no. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm delighted I wasn't mic'd up there. You'd have thought the GBX started early. Stop it. <laughs> Seriously. No, no, I can't have that. No, come on. That is un, 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 unacceptable. I was speaking to George by the there about GBX. <laughs> unacceptable. <laughs> I'm Putting a lot lighter on your feet. Oh, no, not at all. I'm okay, I'm fine. You're right. just, yeah, I was speaking to George. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. More result we're talking about. Um, <laughs> I did play some of this earlier, but here is um, Michael Beale's reaction to today. Fine margins. I thought we played well in the game. Obviously, two big mistakes are quite costly for us at a time where, at the start of the second half, I thought we came out and started the second half very well. Uh, we had a couple of big opportunities to go in front. I thought one or two VAR decisions were harsh on us today. The first goal, I think, if you look at Alfredo's shirt, it's twisted around his back, and I don't think the, their players trying to play the ball. I found only one player trying to play the ball, so there was a lot going on with the two players. So why pick on our one in that moment? Ben Davis makes a mistake with a clearance up in the air and heading against Job. It is his arm, no? It's his arm here. So if it hits his arm, I know it's not outside his body, but to not get one of the two is harsh. If we go back to the game, the two mistakes cost us, um, but they're not the only mistakes. We had chances up the other end where we could have been a bit more decisive as well. I thought my team played well throughout and probably deserved a little bit more from, from the result today. Let's bring in Chris, who's a Rangers fan on the line. What's your take on today, Chris? Um, I think that you know, overall, obviously not getting a, a result at the end, it was disappointing. I think the the team played well, but you need to realistically look at what Bill's done in the last sort of four or five months with the team. And um, you know, they've done brilliant things. He's came in, he's hit the ground running. He's lost two games, one game in the league. I don't think it's really we could argue too much with what he's achieved and we need to look at the obviously next season. Um and take the positives from today and I think there was loads uh, I think we got a refereeing decision wrong with Morelos um, goal being chopped off but I think that, um, there was lots of positives to take out today What were the main ones? 
Um, I think, you know, looking at the new signing Raskin, um, he played really, really well. I think that, you know, looking at Morelos being able to hold up the ball, there were some questions about him recently, but, you know, he started him. I thought he played really, really well. Raskin looked fantastic. Um, you know, it looks as if we've got a bit of depth back in the squad with some players coming back in from injury as well. Raskin, would he be an ov- is he a positive Gordon for yeah, you? For me 100% I think that if you get the right balance with him I, right now, looking at Rangers squad, it may change in the summer, it probably will. I think Ryan Jack's a good fit for Raskin, I think they complement each other's game, it's something going forward probably to the end of the season if they both are fit, I think Michael Bale will use, especially in these games coming up, semi-final in the last Celtic game at uh, Ibrox yeah, he's just in the door um, I like what I see I think there's still plenty more to come from him. Um, so it'll be interesting going forward how Michael Beals sort of sees whether he changes the formation after the summer as well. Depends on players he comes in. You know, he might just tweak the formation, but just now, Raskin and Jack in the middle of the part is the best combination for me. I think there are so many big decisions coming Michael Beals' way mm-hmm. in the summertime. Uh, for example... I thought Alan McGregor at Jota's goal was uh, every bit as much at fault as John Souter. Very, very slow in coming out. Um, for example, Malik Tillman. Uh, it's all very well being lauded for scoring two goals against the bottom club, Dundee United. When he's playing the top club, he tends not to be part of the game. And you want to pay £5 million for someone who can't rise to the, that particular occasion. Uh Gordon DL mentioned first half the lack of a contribution from Ryan Kent for someone who cost Rangers so much money. Uh, contract running down could leave for nothing. Uh, Alfredo Morelos, uh, it, for me, only mildly interested in what's going on at Rangers at the moment. It was a uh, bit better today, though, was he not, in terms of making a nuisance of himself again yeah, and holding the ball up? But I, I think essentially, when you are Alfredo Morelos and you are the top European goal scorer, when you've scored the Roughly one every two games sure. for Rangers. You're looking for more in that mm. big match, and he could be away as well. So is that fair, Chris? That the Rangers need more from their so-called, you know, match winners, creative players, if you like. Yeah, I think they need more for their, uh, from everyone. Um, I think, you know, as I said, there is positives to come out of today, and maybe I'm clutching at straws um, and some people's opinions, I'm sure. But I think that you know there has to be people to step up. Um, I couldn't apart from Raskin I think I thought had a great game um, again Jack um, you know the way they two bounce off each other is great but there was no one that really for me stepped up and was like you know that's the match winner um, you know Kyogo came up and he was the match winner um, you look at a lot of the Celtic players and there's standout performances <clears throat> but I never felt as if there was a sort of a really shining performance for Rangers today but I think you know we need to keep in mind that uh, and just had how many seasons? I don't know how many seasons under Celtic, two or three now. Um, and uh, he was only in the door four months. And you look at the turnaround in four months, and that that's you know my main point is we should be focusing on you know the fact that he has had such little time with a squad. Although although he obviously worked with him as an assistant manager. Uh, um, sorry, Ange, just, this is Ange Postecoglou's second season that yeah. we're in. She, she just quickly there touching on as a Brian's point there about nobody stepped up Chris for, I don't know where you Brian right, from Brian, Chris's point there sorry <laughs> Chris um, I thought Tavernier stepped up today as a captain mm. because he scores a magnificent free yeah. kick he scores a terrific header and the one at the back post 
could have made history for him right back scoring a hat-trick um, and he was unlucky so for the Rangers point of view and he comes in for a lot of criticism in a show at times I think Tavernier today showed good leaderships Is that double-edged sword Mark that is good for James Tavernier but it's bad that you need your right back to be the one that, yeah. that does it Yeah th- here's where I'm I'm struggling to see why people are, are saying it's really good performance for Rangers and they've still been beating 3-2 for a Celtic team that I don't think were really good as well now the both goals they scored I thought were excellent so the, the free kick's unbelievable Tavernier said or like Daz is saying I think it's a great goal I think it's they've constructed it well Tavernier stayed in that position there's an overload a great ball in and he scored the goal apart from that what did they do really well I mean, I guess pressing I, I, The shape that they had When Celtic had the ball at the back Was much better than what was seen before And they restricted Celtic And they couldn't, Celtic couldn't get through the lines at certain times That was good Apart from that though uh, Did they create many, many chances? Did Joe Hart have to make many saves? Even at the back Again, Celtic Park Disjointed mistakes from key players In the back line led to their downfall So I, mm. I get Raskin and I get Tavernier Other than that It's an interesting one I, I kind of see where Mark's coming from Chris Because But I also agree with you I feel like most people feel like This was a better Rangers performance And they're happy with bits of it From a, a Rangers perspective And there's an air of positivity But I think the idea Mark's getting at is Did Rangers attack well? Did they defend well? It feels like the answer to both of them is no Would you, would you mount a defence to that? Uh, not particularly. I thought we we attacked really well in in flashes. I think the you know the end of the first half, uh, especially in the second half, predominantly with Tavernier sort of seemed to be he seemed to sort of push up the yard, uh, push up the pitch about fifteen yards um, and play a lot higher. Um, I think we had a lot more creativity, a lot more uh, chances to get the ball into the box. Um, but I don't think in the, as a whole. We we attacked you know uh, as well as we can. We looked, you know you look at Easter Road a couple of weeks ago, and every time we got the ball, we looked as if we could score. I know Hibs might not necessarily be as as strong a team as Celtic, but we showed that we could have went out and scored eight goals in that game, um, and we looked as if we were playing for fun. Um, it would be nice to see maybe a bit more sort of chances being taken and a bit more open play um, the way we played at Easter Road. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting few weeks because they'll meet again twice between now and the end of the season. So thank you to Chris in Motherwell. Nice measured uh, look back on things with Chris. We'll bring in Sean, who's in Clyde Bank. Sean, from a Celtic perspective, what's on your mind? Hi, it's more about Michael Beale's comments. Mm-hmm. Uh, what part of Jota's hand did it hit? It's a good question. I couldn't. I couldn't answer it myself. Goal? Yep, I couldn't answer it. Uh, Michael Beale would need to we, we, um, keep it clean. Where do you think it hit? Well, I think it hit his groin. Oh, groin! I'm glad he said groin. Yeah. Um, depends, Hugh, uh, because I'm, I think there's at least a there's at least a groundswell of feeling behind Michael Beale from some quarters about this Morelos one. Um, but him and James Tavernier are sort of mentioning mentioning the the handball. There it certainly seems like they're making it out to be more obvious than it was. Yeah. If it even what if it even was a mistake, but as as. Sean, by the way, Sean's just disappeared. I didn't if do that. It looks like it hits him in the groin. If you've if you've lost the game, and by doing so lost the league on the same day, then you're going to leave Celtic Park with a grievance or two. But as I say, we can argue and will do for days ahead now about Morelos and Alistair Johnson. 
they're, uh, they're you don't are, think there's as much an argument at all in the, no, the they're, they're, there are grounds for an argument with Alistair Johnson and Morelos I see no grounds whatsoever for Ben Davies who makes an initial mistake that is very poor for someone uh, of his standing and uh, Jota uh, uh, is an innocent bystander and Kyogo then steps in and is a not so innocent bystander and slams the ball in uh, I, I just don't think but as I say Michael Beale and or James Tavernier mm. that they're entitled to come away and have a grievance or two but mm. it doesn't explain the story of the day um, I don't mean to be too flippant Mark because I, I do accept this is not how rules work they're there to be enforced irrespective of the circumstances but it's not the main it, it doesn't seem like the main talking point from that incident it seems to it's all about Ben Davis really if somehow you can get away with it because it's Hit Jota's arm Which A It doesn't necessarily Look like it does And B Even if it does The, the hands are not Anywhere near outstretched So yeah. I, I, It's I a difficult it's an odd one, one Isn't it It's an odd one For the manager uh, And the captain To bring up Almost You know Clutching at straws here, Almost a bit of deflection uh, Yeah we were good And we were undone By a couple of decisions And um, The Morelos one Okay There's a certain debate Going on about that one But I, I, I think if none of them Had mentioned that I don't think we'd even be chatting no. about this. I don't think anybody. Well, us we we look at things time and time again. We've got the luxury when the game's live on TV to discuss certain bits. We didn't even mention it because we never even thought it was a possibility. So I think it's slightly odd that they've they've came out with that one. I don't think they're right. I don't think it does come off his his arm, and I'd be more inclined to look at my own backline than mm. trying to point. The finger at the officials for not seeing something that wasn't there And I do always say Gordon We should not be basing the accuracy of a decision On the reaction of the players You just shouldn't because there's mm. too much going on However I do wonder what's happened after that Who who has showed that to Michael Beale Or who has told James Tavernier Because I've just watched it back James Tavernier puts his head in his hands And he shouts at Ben Davis And there is not one claim at that moment Again that is not proof of the accuracy of the decision but I just wonder at what point James Tavernier decides to raise it as a grievance. Just out of curiosity. Yeah, but only James Tavernier can answer that question. Um, I'm with the boys. I think it's a legitimate goal. I'm not going to argue that. Um, I thought that if Rangers players and management were going to come out, it'd be the one that you really have got a split decision on. And the, the big talking point for me is the Morelis one. Uh, so I'm a bit surprised. Um, I don't think that's... It's up for debate that the goal should have been ruled off. Um, you know, it's come down, it's come off Jota, it's fell to Hugo. I'm with Mark. I think you've got to concentrate on your own defence and Ben Davis at that moment in time. What else did you take away from it, Sean? Well, it's not really Celtic's fault that Alan McGregor couldn't keep up, keep up with Jota either. So it's not. Uh, the one with Alistair Johnson and Ellis, it's a bit easy peachy, but. Morelos pushes him So it's a uh, I, I think with regard to Alan McGregor the, the, the ongoing debate He made his 500 appearance last weekend Against Dundee United uh, He says he'll decide on his future mm. At the end of the season He he just looked Lacking when he yeah. came out For the, 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 ball, the loose ball I mean In percentage terms if you like Where are we? That's that's an what eighty percent John Suter mistake though more than that. Yeah, I yeah. get what he was saying, but it's 
I think you can do with not putting your goal like in you're, that position. You're expecting yeah. a goalkeeper to race off his line, maybe throw his cell at that. But I think Jota was always a favourite. Jota read it like mm. a book. He took he took the chance that Shooter was going to make that mistake, and it paid dividends. I, I thought with Alan McGregor when he knew he wasn't getting there, and I think he can clear put, tell put the brakes, put on, the brakes on and make Jota decide if he's shooting from the angle and give his mm-hmm. centre half a chance to get back. I think he made it easy for Jota. Thank you, Sean. We'll keep getting more of your and more of the managerial reaction after these. After they play, you have your say. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Hugh Keevans, Gordon DL, Mark Wilson here in the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. I, I, I must admit, I, I know it won't be the top story of the afternoon, granted, but did you know there was a, a title or a potential promotion being sewn up today? Oh, uh, lower divisions. What would your guess be? I'm going to go ask Dunfermline. No. The Come on, I would have mentioned that by now. Right, okay, go f- Sterling Albion. Spartans. Spartans in the lower league? Won the Lowland League. Well done, so Spartans. They will take on the team that finishes top of the Highland League for the chance to play the team that finishes bottom of League Two. Mm, I could like be. That, do you? Could that be breaking? Breaking, we're doing all right in the yeah, Highland League as well. So they I'll might be in the run. I need to double check because let me see. Um, Celtic B. And Rangers B could still catch Spartans But of course they don't They, don't they can't get yeah, promoted no. University of Stirling uh, In fourth place The gap is now too big So Spartans have clinched this season's spot In the pyramid playoff Well so done Spartans There we are Well done club um, Yep absolutely mm-hmm. And um, interesting to see how that one pans out So there we are Well done to everyone involved there Brian's on the line Brian what did you make of today? Well I'm really happy about the day but well, I was mere phoning up. I, I couldn't understand what that Bill was saying after the game, that they deserved something at the game. To be honest with you, the Rangers forward line offered nothing today. Absolutely nothing. And we weren't at our best, right? But there was garbage. I thought the, the forward line I'm talking about were absolutely garbage today. That's from open play though, isn't it, Brian? I know, I know you're coming from, you're saying they didn't create that much and didn't cut Celtic open, but... You talk about offering nothing They scored twice They, they, they caused uncertainty that, Both things can be true at the same time Can they not? I'm talking about the forward line uh-huh. Gordon The forward line done nothing today Ryan Kent was non-existent Absolutely non-existent Anyways Again Hugh I just feel like those are Slightly separate points you, yeah. Because your, your forward line can have an off day Collectively and individually That doesn't automatically mean That you didn't deserve something from the game Supporters always uh, Tend towards Extremes There was nothing about Rangers performance Individually or collectively That was garbage They were in it until the very last seconds Uh, The free kick uh, I'm sure at the free kick Brian was uh, Watching through the cracks in his fingers In case it finished 3 all. Therefore, if you if you had to get a three all draw, even to lose mm. three two at Celtic <laughs> Park, you can't be garbage. Tillman and I go back to the point did mm. not rise to the game once again against Celtic, yep. and for me that puts a question mark against his name. Kent does not rise to the game the way he used to do. Question mark against his name. Morelos may have been fine up to a point, but Kent and Morelos may leave for nothing mm. at the end of the season when Rangers could once mm. have got. Tens of millions for them To be fair Gordon I, I, You separate the two things Because you, you could have a, Easily a day Where your forward line's rubbish And the, you don't Create much in open play You could, you could score 
five times in that mm. you know just depending on how the goals come about yeah I, th- I think Michael Beale I totally understand what he's saying I deserve some I, I would have phrased it different they could have come away with something because when they get back into the game at 3-2 I, I thought that they had a bit of confidence to go and maybe get the the, 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 the third goal that would give them a point but I've got to say I thought that uh, you look at the goal comes minute to half time free kick um, Tavernier scores a good, but second half I thought they played a lot better Tavernier Morelis has got a great chance and then for me Tavernier who was Rangers best player in my book was very unlucky at the back post with a mm. header but I just always had the feeling that Celtic just know just now with Rangers how he got the job how done How do you rate your own team's performance Brian? Well, listen, we weren't at our best today. Neil, we were. That's a fact. But we got the job done. And Alistair Johnson, what a, what a great signing he is for us. I mean, I'm not taking nothing away from Tavernier, right? He's a great player going forward, but I think defensively he's no there. And ultimately, that's where Rangers fail today. Their defence. That's what killed the game for them. You know what I mean? I keep hearing it Gordon and of course I understand it because there are moments where James Tavernier's defending isn't what people want it to be are we not at the stage though where you need to start just putting more focus on, on what he can do I mean for instance take him out of the team where where is this Rangers team without him a couple of things there's more to defenders now right back left back full backs the modern day game's all about attacking going forward he scored 100 goals gone from right back now I know that Brian can argue well I'm talking about his defending I think this is a myth about James Tavernier. I think James Tavernier has been an absolute brilliant service to service to Rangers Football Club. Servant, sorry. I think he's been brilliant. I really have. He's contributed. He comes in for criticism about not being a leader. To me today, he dragged Rangers through the game. The fact that he scored just an important time just before half time. Rangers come out full of confidence. He gets them back into the game with a terrific header. He nearly scores a third. So the criticism James Tavernier In my opinion Has got to stop Will he have bad mm. games With Rangers Yes he will But I think he's been A terrific server I, for Especially on that On the 100 goals There's always a but Yeah but loads of them Are penalties uh-huh. Or yeah but You know he, He's defensively frail None of the, the, the two today Neither of them Were penalties It's still 100 goals For a fullback. Yeah I would summarise it By saying Today If there was one Rangers player and one Rangers player alone who was entitled to leave Celtic Park feeling aggrieved, it was James Tavernier. Because, as Gordon rightly says, he was inspirational as the, the captain. And he scored two goals. And he might have had more. He almost got the hat-trick. So, you know, Tavernier, he doesn't win the trophies that a Rangers captain hopes to win. And for that, he gets criticism. But... On today alone, he's the one who could walk out of Celtic Park and think, I was hard done by there. Successful day for Celtic, very successful day for St Mirren going to Tyne Castle, adding more misery on Robbie Nielsen and Hearts. And here's Stephen Robinson. We overall started not the way we usually do for the first 20 minutes. A sense of nervousness from nervousness, sorry, from both sides, to be honest with you. But after 20 minutes, you know, we were caught between two stools, whether to press high or, or sit at where we usually sit, and we, we changed it. And after that, yeah, we, we felt comfortable. We 
forced hearts into areas we wanted them to play in and then took the ball off them our decision making in the first half wasn't as good as it should have been when we won the ball and second half I thought it was excellent obviously the, the red card changes the game you know it, it means we're in total control of it and yeah we, we felt comfortable in the end but you know they're a good side they've got players that can change games in, in a minute um, so we had to be very concentrated and very disciplined and absolute credit to the players because um, they've seen the game through at a very, very difficult venue. And obviously when people make mistakes, it's, it's difficult. The crowd get onto them a little bit and it gives us a little bit of momentum in terms of pressing forward. But overall, a game plan after 20 minutes, I didn't think we, we started particularly well. Um, as I say, we're caught between really going after them or our usual press. So we went back to what we do and I thought we were very successful at it. Great day for St Mirren. Curtis Main, Alec Gogic and Stephen Robinson have made life very difficult for Robbie Nielsen we are hearing stories of uh, the manager being booed onto the park booed off the park and the noise at the end of the game as Roger Hanna was trying to deliver his report was venomous they have a huge game to come Hibs are playing Dundee United tomorrow if Hibs win they go to within two points of hearts the two teams then meet in Edinburgh next weekend if Hibs win that match Robbie Nielsen is in serious trouble Can't argue with yeah. that I think the pressure is really on I've highlighted it all afternoon Gordon The comfort blanket for Robbie And Hearts were there about third place That's been taken away They'll have to show a bit of character They'll have to get their heads down Work very hard and hope these results can turn Because at this moment in time Hearts are not in a good place I don't think I'm going to have time to squeeze in Um his answer Mark or his interview Sorry but he says You know confident He can turn things around It's at that stage Where you're being asked That question though Yeah and That's when yeah. you know It's getting serious Of course uh, and, and he knows it's serious From weeks before Where the The fans have made Their feelings well known uh, You know Culminating in the graffiti Outside And then the reaction today But I think Hearts do have enough To turn this Form round I think they still have enough To finish third But Robbie has to regroup He has to get his players in has to sit them down and have a good long chat with them to get this fixed because I've been there before when you're on one of these ru- uh, losing runs fans are against you the world's against you sometimes can only end one way so crucial period coming up for the Hearts manager. and also the, the sending off of Robert Snodgrass who will now miss the Edinburgh Derby fate is nudging Robbie Nielsen towards the precipice what a huge week for a number of clubs coming up Hugh, that's us, we're almost out of time How would you sum things up today then? The league was won today Celtic's 12 point lead And their mammoth goal difference over Rangers Means that the league has gone for Rangers We now have Celtic as league and cup double holders We have a situation where on the 30th of April at Hamden Celtic could become treble winners By virtue of beating Rangers in the Scottish Cup semi-final Because neither Inverness, Cali, Thistle, North Falkirk can possibly beat Celtic in the final. That's the game that Michael Beale must, I underline, must win. It's been quite an afternoon. Six hours of Easter fun. I must admit, it's gone quickly. That's when you know there's been a lot to discuss. Celtic winning the big one in the East End. Big victories for the likes of St Mirren and Motherwell and Ross County and Aberdeen thereafter. The weekend's not over yet. Big game in the race for top six or Europe and at the bottom Dundee United Hibs tomorrow now whatever happens we will look back on it all I've got a funny feeling events at Celtic Park will take a few days to digest fully so make sure you join us Monday night at six o'clock and George is up next with the GBX GBX